The real estate journey has changed dramatically over the years. Gone are the days where agents would write the advertising copy, a sketch artist would draw a picture of your home for the age newspaper and possibly for the brochure, and your home would still feel like it is your home. Not a display home of neutrality and space. So today we are going to talk to two lovely sellers who have just recently sold their homes and their experiences from selling over a decade ago and what they had to do for their latest marketing campaign. You're listening to Real Estate Right. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent and invest right. Your host is Sue Langda. Build your real estate knowledge but don't know where to start? At Real Estate Right, we have a bank of knowledge right here to give you the confidence, the know-how and the right information to get you moving and grooving in the real estate market. Go to realestateright.com.au to check out our back catalogue or wherever you get your podcasts. Diane Dean has recently sold her home of 20 years and is here to tell us her story about how the whole real estate process has changed since she last sold a house 20 years ago, back in 2001. Yeah, welcome Diane, how are you? Good, thank you Sue. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast. Now, you've recently sold your property with Jealous Craig. I'm sure you got a great result. We did. We're very happy. They worked very hard for us. Which is great. That's what we like to hear. So how long has it been since you engaged a real estate agent? Well, over 20 years. Yeah. So so tell us what was expected from you as the homeowner back then in 2021, 22... Oh, sorry, 2001. Sorry, I know. The years are getting past. They fly by. Yeah. Um, Well, they kind of did everything. Um, We just had to keep the house looking nice, yeah. you know, and on open for inspection days, make sure it yeah. was clean and and the table was set up like we would what they wanted us to and like, it was all our own things. furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, and Did you have to paint and do all that sort of stuff? Um, there the much? house wasn't in too bad a condition. Oh, okay. for that. I, I think we did a bit. Yeah. Um, but, no... Um, I look. We had six kids at the time. Oh gosh, <laughs> look, um, mostly all living at home, so it was a busy time. Yeah. So some of my recollections may be a little bit fuzzy. Bit fuzzy. That's okay. So, do you recall what they did with, in terms of marketing? Did you have a photographer come and take photos? Yes, we had, and they made a brochure. Okay, that's good. So, um, out of using photos, not a sketch or anything like that. No, 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 they use photos. photos yeah. yeah, they use photos for the, <laughs> yeah. for, the um, for the brochure. Yes. And of course, there wasn't an online presence back then. No, it was all the age. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was ads in the age. Yeah. And so, did um, you get a little sketch done for the age? Or? I don't think they did that. Okay, it might have been photos still. Might yeah, it just was, it was photos. They took yeah. they took plenty of photos. Yeah. And you didn't have somebody like me come in, a copywriter, did you? No, no, that was new to us. Yeah. <laughs> so that, 
it was a, a sort of a small company too. It wasn't a big chain. Yes. It was sort of a more family Are type they still around? company. No, they're not. Okay. I yeah. heard. Um, yeah. Actually, the agent that we had, he was terrific. He lived behind us. Oh, so he knew the area really he, well. Well, he'd only moved there for a few years. Yeah. But he loved our house, and oh. that was that was a real bonus to us because yeah. he could talk about it, yeah. you know, enthusiastically yeah. and, and genuinely. Yeah, which is great. Yes. Yeah. Um, did you have like stars come in or not back then? Like, like no, well, no. He well, actually, he did bring a lass in, um, and she suggested one or two things, mm. but. We we were happy with how it looked. Yeah, you know. and that's I think that's what they were doing back then because you know I've been in this real estate industry for twenty eight years, okay. um, <laughs> and yeah, back then they were more having somebody help you style, but not actually change your furniture around or mm. like, it was just purely let's just declutter the bookcases and just like yes, it was it was, it was a little bit of decluttering, but yeah. Um, I don't think we had to take down any family photos yeah. like we did this time. Yeah, which is interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yes. how it's changed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's really like they really want to depersonalise homes yes. these days. Yes, and yeah. I thought it was mostly for your own protection, like your privacy. Yeah. But our agent said, oh, it's so people can imagine themselves here. Yeah. Oh, yes, so, the, the reasons have changed over the years. Yes. Like they all... They all apply, but yes. um, yeah, the, the reasons have definitely yeah. changed. So, what extras did you have to do this year, uh, this time? Besides, you know, obviously get rid of the family photos. Well, we had a couple of agents that we have been talking to in the area for many years. Yes, and we had them come by um, and just, you know, talk about what they thought we needed to do. Mm. And one of them said, because we had a yellow on the outside walls yeah. where there's paint. Yeah. I mean, it's a solid brick home, but, mm. it's, but it has areas where it's, yellow. it's got, yeah, it was yellow. And mm. when we bought it 20 years ago, that was the go, mm. you know. They but, were the colours. Yes. And one agent said, because we were concerned that yeah. it might be a bit bright and not kind of yeah. trendy. It's, We've it's been looking around. Yeah. Yes. And we've been looking around the local area just to see what what uh, other people were doing mm. with, with this style of home. And we thought it was a bit garish. Mm. And one agent said, no, 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 it's fine. You don't need to go to that trouble. Mm. But the agent we ended up choosing, um, he advised, when we asked that question, he said, mm. oh, yeah, I think I would if you've got the energy and the, you yeah. know, the wherewithal to do it. So we did, and we painted it ourselves, because yeah. we do most stuff ourselves if yeah. we can. Yeah. And it was a big job, you know, mm. it, was, it was my husband up on a ladder, but anyway, I won't go into that. But <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we, we did that kind of thing. Um, the biggest thing was getting extra furniture out of the house mm. um, and making sure that it, it, you showed off the space. Yes, yeah. You know, because that's, he said, we're selling space. We're selling know. space. And there's this psychological thing that when you've got people doing your open for inspections and you may have a group, you know, 
husband and wife here, husband and wife with an extra kid, and they're crossing paths. There's that psychological thing thinking, oh, it's very tight. Mm. You know, and it not, it's not every day that you have five people walking the same path crossing, mm. but it, yes. it's this mentality yes. that you yeah. may, it may be small, so let's just crack the space. And I think that's a good point about the change from 20 years ago. Mm. There's more known about the psychology of it all. Yes. Yeah. Plus the technology. Yes. That's, you know, we had, they did such a brilliant job mm. of the advertising. The yeah. video was stunning. Yeah. And we on our first. Like, this is not my house. <laughs> the first open to inspection, there were 30 groups through. Oh, wow. And we were told that was a huge record. It just broke all the records. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and it went on like that. And, and our online, we had 117,000 views. Wow. And so many people enlarged the map to see where it was and yeah. so many other people looked at the video and what out you know, they they can get all those numbers now. Yeah. Which is and, incredible, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And the reports we got were like, Well, we're off the charts. So, yeah. you know. And the thing is that helps them back up their story. So we've got interest, we've got, you know, yes. people are looking. Yes. It's yeah. Um I know when I last saw my house. 20, or not quite 20 years ago, it would have been 18, 19 years ago, um, I was given a junior agent to sell my home, um, even though I signed up with a director. Do you, did you ever have the experience back then or the now? The owner of that small company we had mm. in Brighton was, he did come to our home, I think, once yeah. at the very beginning, but then... The, this was no junior agent. It, he was okay. at one of their top. Oh, okay. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was their top. Yeah. Top agent. Yeah. Um, and he he was fabulous. Yeah. You know, which is great. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I, mine wasn't exactly a junior. It just wasn't the person I signed up with. And oh, okay. Yeah. No, we signed up with them. Yeah. With this one, we knew who we were getting. Yeah. Both times. Both times. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. And we were very happy. Yes. He worked hard for us. Yeah. 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 You obviously went through an auction campaign. So tell us your story this time. How did, how did the whole process go? Uh, well, we, as I said, we have been in touch with two major agents in, and in our home. Personally, they've been here and, yeah. you know, because we've toyed with selling over the years. Yeah. Um, so... What we did was we, we had each one in separately on the yeah. same day. We had one from... Agent A and Agent B. Agent A and Agent B and Agent C. We chose one we didn't know at all okay. from another fairly well-known agent in the mm-hmm. area. Yeah. They're all up, they all up there yes. on Centre Road. Yes. So um, we then went through an agonising time mm-hmm. deciding who we would choose. Mm-hmm. And um, the one we chose <clears throat> had 23 years in the business, mm. whereas the other one we knew well had been a junior for a long time and mm. was now sort of becoming um, his own agent. Mm. Uh, he was good, and it was a real hard choice. Oh. The one we didn't know well, we thought, well, yeah, he was good. but We gave him a chance, but that was it. Yeah. Um, he really wasn't in the equation as far as I was concerned. Yeah. Um, 
but the one we chose also his agency had access to people further north of us mm. in a different market yeah where there are a lot of period homes yes. which ours is yes and we we also knew that they shared their commission if they got mm. if they got a a buy someone who actually bought from their recommendation yes who came and bought yeah um, so that was another sort of oh that's a good idea you mm. know that gives them incentive yes um, so that's how we chose agent um, we we chose you know, as I said, long time in the business, mm. well known and talked about at our conveyancer as well. Yes. So, you know, and we'd known him for a long time. Yeah. And he did work hard for us. Yeah. Um, so what, what do you think he did more so than any other agent? Oh, I don't know that he did. Okay. But, <laughs> but um, his reputation was good and we, we just... We just felt we could trust him mm. to to work for us. Yes. And, you know, they have their processes. And you don't know what's going on through the week, you know. He yeah. talks about his phone calls that he made and so forth yeah. and uh, that kind of thing. And they, they both would have done that, I imagine. Yeah. But we went with the experience, I suppose, yeah. really, in the end. And, and the good thing about experience, too, is that they've got a really great way of negotiating... Um, which mm. at the end, that's what you needed. And from the sounds of it, that's what you got. Yes, we didn't get to our reserve on the day. Yeah. And we, we had actually had um, a negative kind of experience. The week before, a couple of weeks before, we went to, to auctions in the area. Mm. And the first one we went to, um, there was one bidder. Oh, actually, there was none until she, the agent put in a vendor bid. Yes. And then this one guy with a small family, he looked a professional, he put in a bid. Yeah. And it still wasn't enough, and she was getting really antsy about it. Anyway, so <laughs> she, she revved up the crowd, and, and yeah. she got another 20000 out of them. Yes. And then he was equivocating, so she came back, she'd sell new, sir, blah, blah, and so he went up another twenty, mm. but it still passed in yeah. to him. And so. they, they did sell it. Yeah. But it was... Not the kind of auction we'd seen before. Yeah. And then the week before our auction, mm. my husband, he, he's the, the homework doer out yes. of the two of us. Yes. He, he's a... He does, you know, yeah, he's he high researches things. Yeah, he researches things. He doesn't trust just anyone, to, you know, to do things. So he went to three auctions on the week before our auction. Mm. All of them passed him. Not one bid. Yeah. We were getting very nervous. Oh, you would be. And, uh, but they did sell, and one of them was um, with our agent. Yes. Oh, well, one of his companions. Yes. Associates. And it passed in, but they did sell it. Mm-hmm. And we, we heard how our agent was involved in that, and he sold it at 8 o'clock that night. Mm. On Saturday night. On the Saturday night. Yeah. So more proof that he put the work in. Yes. Um, so we were nervous mm-hmm. and I mean the viewings were you know up and down a bit but mm-hmm. that was still there was still interest yeah so auction day came along and you were very nervous very nervous <laughs> as you should be um, yes. 
But yeah, so it passed in, and then did the highest bidder end up negotiating with you? Yes, yes, he made it clear that it would be the highest highest bidder. Yeah, who um, he would negotiate with, and no one else. Yes, we were on the deck here, mm. and she and her brother were in the front room. She's yeah. a single lady. We're in there, and and he managed to get us to a, and her to a point where we could agree. Oh, good. So we were happy. Yeah. We could see we had a, a higher reserve than we actually settled for in the end, but yeah. not far off. Mm. And we could see that this market was starting to was bend. He, he said it was, what did he say? It was stuttering. Mm. So we didn't quite know the reasons why, but it was stuttering. And we mm. saw that from, from, yeah. the, from my husband, you know, going to these auctions. Yes. So we thought... Yeah, we don't want to go through this all again no, either. No. And that's the thing, it's an expensive exercise. Well, it's exhausting as yeah. well. I mean, you know, twice a week you've got to have the place looking spick and span. You feel mm. like you're living in a display home, mm. you know. And, you know, like way back when the internet was like two, three hundred dollars a property, now it's in the thousands. Yeah, it's an expensive, expensive effort. Yeah. Um, so we didn't want to go through all of that again. No. And plus, it was so close that we thought, yes, this is mm. this is good, and we were we were happy. Yeah, which is yeah. And twenty years, you can't lose on twenty years, really, can you? No. <laughs> we certainly didn't buy it for anything in that ballpark. Let me tell you. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> now, um, did you ever question? You know, with all the things that you personally needed to do in terms of decluttering and painting and, and you know, all the different people that came and supported the agent, did you ever sort of think, you know, what's the agent ever actually getting paid to do? Or did you think it was more, you know, like obviously you get the, the before-after, the before-action and then you have yeah. the during-action and then obviously... Yeah, the, you get more attention in the before. Yes. Because... Well, in our case, we had two agents that were yeah. really wanting to... Get the business. Get the business. Mm. And they both knew that. We were, we were open with them and said, look, we've got such and such and we've got such and such yes. looking at this as well as yourself. And so you, you do get a lot of attention yeah. then. And it, and it drops off. Mm. But um, I think we trusted the process because yes. they had explained what happens and... So we knew that Monday, Tuesday, you know, leading up to our Wednesday inspection and, and, and analysing our Saturday, previous yes. Saturday inspection, that they did a lot of work that we mm. didn't see. Mm. Uh, he talked about his phone calls and, yes. and, and that sort of thing. And his assistant was terrific. She, mm. she was very well organised and she'd phone us if they needed anything or yeah. whatever. Yes. So yeah. we, we trusted their process we yeah. trusted we'd chosen well mm. and uh, his experience and his work ethic yeah beautiful so how has that changed from 20 years ago was there much difference or was it still the same sort of process uh, yeah I think it was similar similar but yeah. less data given to you because oh, you, you did I mean we got graphs and things you know oh really given to us this time yes yeah. how the the market was or how the viewings were going yes the interest yeah um and that sort of thing and also how many repeat people coming in yeah coming in 
um, did it also include what was going on in the area in terms of sales and things like that? We, we did that ourselves, yes, really. Okay. Yeah. And exactly what happened 20 years ago with that. But yeah. he, he did let us know, you know, uh, how many we had there. Yeah. But you didn't get graphs to show no. you that. Yeah. And he'd tell, me, tell us if we had someone coming back for a second time and yeah. that sort of thing. But it was more casual. It wasn't so... Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't so yeah, formal, formal. In, in, a, in a typed out report. You know. Yeah. It just shows that they're being accountable, whereas, you know, if you had a... You know, back then it was a casual conversation and it would have yes. been... Yeah, no, oh, we had, you know, ten groups through and it's like... You got it in a verbal thing, but then you were, you know, questioning... When it went for sale, for instance, and it was no one turned up, like when the auction happens, and you go, But you told us you had, you know, people yeah. interested. So like, I didn't say that. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yes, yeah, yeah. now it's yeah. more capital. That's right, yeah. yeah. And he was he was very careful this time around to, to let us know those things mm. and anything he thought people didn't like about home. Yeah. And I don't remember that from last time. Yeah. I remember that happening with my second property I had. Um, we had a round table in the open plan living area and people were saying, oh, we, we can't envisage where we would put an eight-person table. And I was like, we've got one in the garage. We'll just swap it over. And we ended up getting a new, you know, couple of bidders after that. Oh, it's like, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yes, so, they know so much more now. Yeah, but that would have been 2007. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, so what's your advice for people who are about to put their property on the market but uncertain about the process? Well, select well. Select well. And, yeah. and you know, don't just confine yourself to one agent coming through. Yeah. Get a couple. Let yeah. them know. Yeah, let <laughs> them know. And, you know, you be the boss. You're the one yes. who's appointing them, that's yeah. for sure. So, yeah, you want to know their process. Yeah. Um, about how what what they're going to do for yes. you, yeah, and how they'll work for you and put to get the best results for you and yeah, um, you know what they what those processes are yeah, and then trust them to do their job yeah. I think that's a big one. A lot of people don't trust the agents to do their mm. job, mm. and that ends up falling back on them. If the trust isn't there, mm. so yeah, yeah, trust people to do their job. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Diane, for helping our real estate right listeners know about your real estate journey. Um, I know there is a lot more work to do, but I hope the process was worth it. And thank you again. You're well, very welcome. Thank you. That's okay. Up next, we have another vendor, Debbie Byers, to tell her story after not being in the market for twenty years. Debbie Weiss has recently sold her home of 20 years and is here to tell us her story about how the whole real estate process has changed since she last sold her house in... Nine, 2002. 2002. So welcome, Debbie. Thank you for that. Thank how you. Are you. I'm well, thank you. That's good. Now, now that you've sold, I know we just had a quick second about it, but, you know, you feeling a bit more at ease about the whole thing or not? Yes, yes. Yeah, no, I've been pretty... Pretty, you know, stress-free, stress-free throughout it. Um, 
you know, I just, it was something that I decided that I was going to do very spontaneously and yeah. uh, just got on with it, really. Yeah, mm. which is good. But you've got a beautiful home. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm sure, you know, the lucky purchases. I hope so. I'm happy here too. So how long has it been between engaging real estate agents? So 2002. Yes, yeah, so, I, I, so I bought this house in 2002. Yeah. Um, so pretty much 20 years since I last sold a house or last bought and sold a house. So was that with a... Um, so when you sold your last house, was that with a, a known agent? That yes, them? yes. Yeah? So that was in, in Richmond, okay. uh, which I'd only had for three years, and I went with a, um, I was I think Biggin and Scott Biggin at the Scott time the because people in Richmond. No, at the they time, weren't. Or? They weren't, but oh. they were. Um, I felt really comfortable with them, yeah. and when I, I did the three quote process that I do with everyone, yeah. and uh, and I felt that they were the ones that were um, very entrenched in Richmond, and yeah. the two agents that I selected both lived in Richmond. It might have been and somebody something bridge. Don't can't remember. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a, a woman and a man team, oh, okay. and they both lived in Richmond, um, or you know for a long time. They were passionate about the suburb, yeah. and that was the uh, the thing that really drove my decision to choose them. That I wanted somebody that you know loved the suburb and uh, knew about it and can talk yeah. about it you know passionately. Yeah. So okay, so you just three three people three agents, um, you know, choices. Yep. What sort of advertising schedule did you get? Did you get much? Uh, look, I, I, from memory, um, but I've got it read a long time ago, <laughs> yeah. but I think the process, um, it was pretty similar to this time mm. um, that... Uh, that you had a um, marketing campaign that you paid, you know, whatever amount for. I remember it being a lot cheaper at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought, you know, I might have paid seven and a half thousand for my marketing this time. Yeah. It may have only been two or three or yeah. four last time, but um, you obviously didn't have the, the same online presence mm-hmm. with uh, domain and uh, and real estate dot com dot au, yeah. um, and. Uh, it was into the magazines, so the weekend magazines yeah. that were in the newspapers. Yes. And uh, I think there may have been a, a listing online, but it was, um, you know, the same brochures that get given out yeah. um, and letterbox drops. So um, similar, but with more of a, um, a hard copy um, focus rather than the online this time. See, I, if I recall back in those days, um, real estate agents were charged an annual fee from the internet companies. Right. And then they'd go, okay, well, we list you know, 300 properties a year, so everyone will be charged yep. 10, 15 bucks or something. Yep. Yep. Now it's completely, completely, <laughs> no, completely different. So, you know, the marketing yeah. costs, that was my, um, my big observation is the marketing costs had gone up significantly, but then yeah. that is 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously with the focus, um, you know, to, to digital and online. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember paying for, um, it was the double page spread in the, in the weekly mm-hmm. uh, magazine that, uh, oh. you know, you got the agent's choice. You'd pay more for that big, yes. that big listing as opposed to the small one where yeah. you know, there was like six or seven on a page. Yeah. Um, so I think I paid for that because that was going to give, you know, greater visibility yeah. in that weekend and, you know, good yeah. pictures. Yeah, nice. um, and I, so do you remember if you paid up front for your advertising? Or I was it think I paid at the time. It was all... You didn't pay up front for anything. No. Uh, it was just all adjusted off the other uh, purchase price yeah. at the end, whereas this time it was a surprise. So when I interviewed the agents, they 
neglected to tell me or they just you know over, over didn't tell me that uh, um, you pay you either have a choice of paying up front this time because they outsource all of that to a marketing company yes. um, as opposed to I think they just did it all themselves at the yeah. time so that was another another um, difference and then there was you know additional costs with that marketing company that if you wanted to pay you know at the end of the campaign yeah. it was an extra few hundred dollars yeah. um, so I actually paid for everything up front because yeah. At the time when I was listing, I wasn't. I had a price in my head, and if I didn't get that price, I wasn't going to sell. Yeah. So a big driver for me was to minimise all of the other uh, selling costs. So yeah. to minimise the marketing costs, minimise the styling costs, um, you know, and anything else, because I didn't want to put it on the market, not sell, and yeah. then be lumped with a big twenty thousand dollar bill at the end of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so back then the agents used to get rebates from their agent and all that sort of stuff that right. they had, and so they would offset that off and, you know, pay for, you know, use those to help pay for all their advertising. Yeah. Um, but now all that's been outlawed. Right. So that's why it's yep. not changed. So no kickbacks. And no kickbacks, yep. no nothing anymore. Yep. So, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting how it's... It, it, it's a, the vendor level, you know, how much it really has changed. Yeah. Did you end up getting a stylist? I did. I did get a stylist, yeah. uh, but I wanted to do minimal styling yeah. uh, because, again, I've seen, a, I've looked at a lot of uh, uh, properties online yeah. and they all look the same. They're they all styled by three or four different stylists. And after you've seen 10 or 50 or 100, you just start flicking through and, and going, I, you don't even see anything anymore. So I was quite clear up front with the agent that uh, um, I wanted a point of difference and I wanted my individual um, style to flow through. So what I did is I just styled the two front rooms um, okay. in the house and then kept all of my furniture with a yeah. bit of zhuzhing yes. here and there, like you can see death by cushions, you know, <laughs> here and everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yes, we, we styled two rooms and then I, I kept uh, the, the rest of the house pretty much the same. Nice. Obviously, you know, a lot of decluttering went yes. on. yes. Um, but back then, did you have to go through the styling process? No, I didn't. Didn't have a stylist back then. Yeah. Um, I had uh, the real estate agents walk through, and they said, "Look, you know, we recommend you do some painting touch-ups." So I remember at the time I got a painter in, um, paid him five hundred dollars, and uh, he did some internal touch-ups. I think I went and bought a can of paint for the outside, and and uh, painted the facade, tidied up the garden, and that was about it. Yeah. So less work back then for you. A huge amount. Yeah. huge amount more work this time yeah. yes yeah it, yeah it definitely does um, and I think the other the other thing yeah. that I did last time is um, I did obviously declutter and yeah. put things in storage and I borrowed pieces so I, I remember borrowing a side table from my mum and a painting from my sister yeah. and uh, you know a few cushions here and there so it was a whole lot less pressure to have it looking absolutely spectacular last time yeah you know, when you borrow things from other people, or you know, the possibilities of um, being flexible through your open for inspections, yeah. it's kind of good to have um, a few things going on. Did you? Yeah. Have- I did. I did. I did. I actually did have the lovely lady with the legs last time. She was a. uh, She was in Richmond as well. I think. I think she might have had um, a lampshade on top of her because she's gone through many incarnations. uh. (laughs) It's always good. So, Debbie, do you remember how much you paid for commission back then? I don't remember the exact amount, but I remember that the commission. Percentage, maybe. Yeah, no, I, I remember that the commission um, percentage was higher last, uh, time. last time, but 
also the sale price was a lot less. Yeah. Uh, so I think it was around about three or four oh, percent. Wow. Uh, and uh, uh, but what they had is a a stepped um, structure, yeah. so that it was that three or four percent below what my reserve was going to be. And then if they achieved over the reserve, it was then ten percent of anything yeah. thereafter. It was, a it was a it was a big bonus. Yeah. Um, whereas this time I was conscious of that because my mum had the same thing happen to her a few years ago and ended up paying extortionate amount of uh, of commission so I was quite keen to just get a flat rate um, you know no matter what the the purchase price was um, and keep it really simple and I think this time I paid 1.4 percent and I I did the three uh, proposals again and they're all quite similar I had two were the same at 1.4 and I think there was another one at 1.6 so they were all I did notice that the the flat rate had dropped um, significantly but then that is because of prices well you know 1.4 percent on two million dollars or three million dollars is probably similar to four percent on four hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, those um, bonuses—they're a shocker because the reality is they should be working for every last cent anyway. They should. And why are they giving themselves a kicker for going over yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what my mum yeah. found when she sold a couple of years ago is that they um, they convinced her of a low reserve price mm-hmm. and then that bonus over above that um, was quite high and she ended up achieving you know four or five hundred thousand dollars over the over the amount where the other uh, bonus kicked in yeah. um, and paid something like seventy or eighty thousand dollars commission wow. on a, a 1.6 million dollar property so she had mentioned that to me so I was mindful of that when I was That's negotiating yeah well it wasn't yeah. it wasn't four or five years ago just trying to think. Maybe it was. I think it was two thousand and seventeen when they got right. an introduction into um, underquoting. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think it might have been prior to that. So I did notice with you know there seemed to be a lot more regulation Mm -hmm. um, covering real estate agents and their behaviours this time than you know what there has been in the past. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, yeah, because somebody recently got uh, fined like a quarter of a million dollars, like an agent, for doing exactly that. So yep. Wow. Um. mm, Interesting. Um, now this time, did you go through an auction campaign or private sale or and last time? Uh, so la- last time I went through a uh, an auction campaign. Yeah. Um, this time I didn't. This time I did private sale, yeah. and I had two agents that were recommending a an auction, yes. and uh, and the one that I ended up going with uh, said, look, her approach was to go private sale, yeah. and uh, the reason behind that was that uh, an auction relies upon or your price is going to be determined by your underbidder. Yes. Um, and if you don't have an underbidder, um, you know, you're, you've only got one bidder. And she felt that uh, with the private sale process, um, you can create that, uh, that tension and that uh, demand that may or may not exist. Okay. Um, you know, if you don't have that underbidder, um, yeah. you can create the illusion of one yeah. in, a, in a private sale. And so I think that worked really well, actually. I, we, got, we got the price that, uh, you know, I'd, I'd set quite an ambitious price and mm-hmm. we did achieve that and it only took us three weeks to oh, achieve that yeah that's pretty good yeah um and is that because your home was quite unique i i think it's it, yeah. well it's unique um it is uh you know it's on hampton street or you know on a, a semi-main road yeah 
Um, and, and she felt that that was her approach and she had just had proven results yeah. in the past and always seemed to achieve a couple of hundred thousand dollars over um, you know, the, uh, the suburb average or yes. mean um, by using that approach. So I, that made sense to me. Yeah, sounds good. Now, with all the work you personally needed to do, did you question what the agent was being paid for? Not, not really, yeah. because I feel... Well, my my belief is that agents, you know, they're a necessary evil. Yes. You know, I can I can put a post on Facebook and try to sell my house myself, yeah. but I guess what I was buying with them um, was the uh, was the reach yes. um, that they've gotten. So, you know, their brand and the fact that uh, um, you know they were listing it. With, on all of the digital sites, but then in addition to that, um, supposedly emailing and, uh, and communicating out with a network of buyers that, yeah. uh, that they had. And so, you know, I don't have access to those networks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was might have been doing the work. They were holding the, uh, the opens, you know, twice a week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was buying that sales yeah. um, skill that I don't necessarily have. Yeah. 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 And, and, that's, and that's the beauty of it. Like, especially, especially when you, you know, this take three weeks to sell it and all of a sudden you're handing over so many thousands of dollars. And, you know, as you said, it's, it's buying that experience. Yeah. You know, you're not paying for the, uh, the, the, the hours, you're paying for the years of experience, aren't you? Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. So I certainly didn't look at it that, uh, you know, three weeks to earn, um, you know, tens of thousand dollars is a lot. It's just, you know, that's part of um, the process of selling the house. You know, no more than, um, you know, it's, it's $1,500 for conveyancing when it yeah. used to be $400. And yeah. I'm like, you know what, $1,500 for a couple of hours of work to, like, did I write up yeah. a contract for Especially me? Especially when so, there's always electronic stuff going yeah. on and there's not running around to, yeah. you know, banks and, you know... Yeah, so look, I, I didn't, I didn't question the uh, yeah. the agent. To be honest, I yeah. felt that uh, um, whether they earn it or not, um, not really relevant to me. But yeah. it's just you know that they work, they facilitate a process for me yeah. to get an outcome that I needed. Yeah, sounds good. Um, now, what's your advice for people who are about to put their property on the market but uncertain about the process? Um, probably to talk to multiple real estate agents mm-hmm. and uh, and not just take you know the first piece of advice that you're given mm. uh, I always go with that three proposals whether it's in a you know a doing maintenance around the house or yeah. whether it's at work or whether it's selling a house uh, three I don't necessarily choose the other middle one I choose the one that uh, I feel that I can work with that yeah. the trust is there because mm-hmm. I think that there's um, historically a lot of mistrust with uh, yes. with real estate agents and they do tell you what they what you what they think you want to hear in that proposal process, but somebody um, that I feel I can work with and somebody that I feel that I can trust um, is really important. But um, I would say, uh, you know, with respect to advertising, um, they will propose you, you know, the premium advertising um, campaign. Now, do you actually need that? Um, I didn't. I went with um, a a paired back approach and instead of paying twelve and a half thousand dollars for advertising we paid seven and a half and there was little things in that so instead of having 20 pictures on the website I only had 12 instead of um, having you know the big spread I only had a a, or the the shiny handout you know we didn't have a um, an embossed one it was just matte and so little things like that can really reduce your costs and at the end of the day I don't think they make very much difference the house kind of sells itself Um, the other one was don't 
believe that you have to style it, um, you know, to the to the hills because people do have, you know, some imagination that, you know, they can come in and visualise things. I think that uh, you need to make it, you know, tidy. It needs to be appealing, but you don't have to go with that six or $7,000 styling package. I went with minimal styling and, uh, you know, used my own um, pieces and, uh, you know, you can borrow pieces. So there's ways to be smart around that. Um, and the other one was they had a maintenance person come in and uh, give me a quote on all the maintenance that needed to be done. Now, if I'd done everything on the list and, uh, and worked with um, the, the maintenance company that wanted to do it, there was $10,000 worth of uh, effort there. Now, I did pretty much everything myself, yeah. um, all the painting, you know, did the deck, and none of those things are difficult. They're time-consuming, so if you've got the time yeah. um, and you can do those things, uh, you know, my advice is, you know, jump in and pull your sleeves up and do a bit of it yourself. So at the end of this, my selling costs will probably be around $10,000, not, not including the agent's yeah. commission. Now, I could have paid um, twenty or $30,000 mm. to list my house, and, uh, you know... If you're selling a $6 million house and you don't have the time, maybe that's for you. But, yeah. uh, you know, if you're not in that bracket, which I'm not, yeah. um, actually just putting in a little bit of effort yourself, you can save yourself a lot of money. Yeah. And it's all depending on, you know, your time. If you're time precious, like, for instance, if you've bought something already, you need to get it done, then, you know, you pay that extra 10 grand on getting yeah. the maintenance going. But if you're in control of that time... Then and you go look. I'm okay selling this in six months' time because it's going to take me six months to get my stuff done. Then that's okay. Yeah. Now look, yeah. It's, it's like everything. It's uh, you know, sit down and think about what's important to you, and yeah. uh, you know, what are the things that are scarce to yeah. you, and what are your priorities. And uh, um, there's many ways in which to sell a house, yeah. and a real estate agent will come to you, and they've got this you know stock standard cookie cutter approach. Um, but you don't have to go that way, and there are multiple ways to tweak that yeah. to work with you know what what your priorities are. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Debbie, for helping our real estate listeners know about your real estate journey. No problem. <laughs> okay. um, next week, we have the gorgeous Kiani Mills to talk to us about the dreaded R word. Not often used, but if you ever hear it, you know you're in trouble. Recision. What happens if you can't settle the property that you bought? It can be an extremely costly exercise, one you never want to go through. But Kiani will put you on the right track to ensure we never see a recision notice. So don't miss it. Estate Right is produced by Real Copyright, one of Melbourne's leading real estate copywriting companies, and is written, hosted, and produced by me, Sue Langada, with the support of my production and social media assistant, Lisa Fisher. All information given on this podcast is a guide only and delivered to help you understand the intricacies that can happen in real estate. We recommend that you get professional advice that is designed for your own personal circumstances. We would like to thank Podbean for hosting this podcast, Premium Beat for their music, Francis Morello for his voiceover, and Zoom for the recording. If you have a real estate story that is inspiring or a great how-to tip, please contact Lisa on 59778889 to find out how you can be a guest on Real Estate Right in 2022. If you would like to know more about our copywriting services, please email Lisa at orders at realcopyright.com.au. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Right. 
It's where buyers, sellers, renters and investors get their real estate right.